We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome to the BCP podcast. Big hug to all of y'all. We've got a lot of important breaking news. Let's get right into it. I play the introduction every single episode. Joe Biden letting his team know that they have the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud operation and they are continuing with their malfeasance when it comes to the vote. Uh, Yesterday, Kamala Harris announced that the Biden regime is going to allow students to get paid to register people to vote. So here's the ABC News report. In her White House meeting, Harris laid out a four-point plan the administration will initiate to try to bolster voters' rights. When you hear voters' rights, that just means the right to count any ballot. Not necessarily that those ballots actually have to equate to a legal citizen voter. The plan includes emailing instructions on how to register to vote to everyone enrolled in the Affordable Care Act. Even ABC News had to clarify that for people who forgot that the Affordable Care Act is the misnomer for the for Obamacare. It allows students to get paid through federal work study for helping people to register to vote and working as nonpartisan poll workers. Wow. I mean, it, it, the desperation is on full display here. They're not even trying to hide it, folks. Not even trying to hide it. Absolutely amazing. Implementing initiatives to protect election workers, in other words protect them from getting caught for their malfeasance and for being operatives. Right in front of our faces, they're doing all of this. And announcing three national days of action to promote voting. The three days will be Juneteenth, June 19th, the anniversary of the Voting Rights Act on August 6th, and National Voter Registration Day on September 17th. The vice president also said she will be in Selma, Alabama on Sunday in remembrance of Bloody Sunday, when white law enforcement officers attacked black voting rights marchers on March 7th, 1965, at the heart of the civil rights movement. This is what she said. I will read it to you. No one wants to hear her cackling voice. We have seen those who would loudly attempt to interfere in the lawful votes of the American people and attempt to question the integrity of a fair and free election system. She says it right there. We have seen those who would loudly attempt to interfere in the lawful votes of the American people. In other words, the people who are trying to call foul on all of these fake ballots and the attempt to question the integrity. This is America, damn it, Kamala Harris. We have the right to question absolutely 
everything is called the First Amendment. It's called checks and balances. It's called holding our representatives accountable. There is nothing nefarious. There is nothing evil. But actually, it's honorable to question the government and to hold them accountable. But it's unlawful in an attempt to question the integrity? This is pure Marxism. The government and Big Brother knows best, and it is a crime, a thought crime, to question Big Brother. Many of us will be in Selma on Sunday to commemorate. Okay, you get the idea. Absolute craziness. So that's uh, a breaking story. Um, Speaking of our representatives, Mitch McConnell will step down as the Senate Republican leader come November. He's expected to announce that today. I don't uh, know if it's been announced uh, yet. Let me uh, let me do a because um, I, I tee up these stories obviously before I come on. So everyone's yeah reporting that uh, CNBC uh, Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky will step down as Republican leader in the Senate in November. He revealed his plan in an address to the Senate. So yeah, the the news earlier this morning when I read it was he was going to do it. He now has done it. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky said today, Wednesday, that he will step down as Republican leader in the Senate in November. McConnell, 82, revealed his plans in an address to the Senate where he currently serves as minority leader. McConnell, who is the longest serving Senate caucus leader in history, plans to keep his seat in the chamber, which he took in 1985. His current and term ends in January of 2027. Wow, we have to deal with him. You know, obviously senators have uh, six years uh, that they serve. So that's a uh, that's a pretty long time. Wow. So he is going to uh, be there for a lot longer. Hopefully, uh, he will also step down after November and they'll have a special election or whatever they do in Kentucky to fill his seat. And hopefully... Um, he will serve the country well by doing that, and they can get someone in who can serve with Rand Paul, who is an honorable member. And uh, he's a Republican, but he's more libertarian than uh, conservative. Not a bad thing. He's conservative as well, but he's very libertarian, uh, like his father. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we have the, uh, the latest. Uh, that is the latest. So we got this news, uh, also breaking news. Hunter Biden arrived Wednesday on Capitol Hill for his closed-door deposition before Congress as part of their impeachment process into Joe Biden. We know that uh, the Democrats got together and said that this whole entire thing, uh, that the, the Republicans looking into Hunter Biden, that there's nothing to see here. There's absolutely no evidence that they announced this. They announced this. There's absolutely no, they had a press conference, the Democrats said there's absolutely no evidence that Hunter Biden did business with his father and accused the Republicans of acting on behalf of the Russians for looking into it. Gaslight much, Democrats? I'm here to provide the committees with one uncontestable fact that should end the false premise of this inquiry. I did not involve my father in my business, is what Hunter Biden testified this morning. Not while I was a practicing lawyer, not in my investments or transactions, domestic or international, not as a board member, and not as an artist, never. Even though Joe Biden appointed someone who bought several pieces of Hunter Biden's art into a 
cushy government uh, appointment. But nothing to see here. Tony Bobulinski, nothing to see here. Devin Archer, nothing to see here. So we have lots of people that were in business with both Hunter and Joseph Biden that said that he was the big guy, that they were in it. But Hunter, his son, who obviously has a conflict of interest, we should just take his word for it, apparently. What freaking malarkey. You read this fact in the many letters that I have sent to you over the last year as part of your so-called impeachment investigation, Hunter Biden said. You heard this fact when I said it weeks ago, standing outside of this building. You heard this fact from a parade of other witnesses, former colleagues and business partners of mine, including my uncle, who also has a conflict of interest. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Who have testified before you in similar proceedings, and now today you hear this fact directly from me. That's what he said in his opening statement. The word fact doesn't mean what I think he thinks it means. To take a famous quote from the great movie, The Princess Bride. Now, Hunter Biden made a similarly uh, carefully crafted statement uh, back in December when he didn't show up for his original deposition and he gave an unprecedented press conference on Capitol uh, Hill back then. He said, my father was not financially involved in my business. Let me state that as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business. So they're playing a game of semantics here. First, he knew nothing about his business. Now he's not financially involved in his business. And of course, they can say that at nauseum because there's no paper trail that shows, oh, Hunter Biden received money and he sent it to his dad. No, he paid his dad's bills. He did other things that are like, uh, and uh, you know, put it in, in joint accounts or whatever. But these people aren't generally stupid enough to just go, Oh, I'm going to wire you the money or, or give you a check and put on there, this is for the illegal nepotism that we were a part of. Of course, I'm not going to do that. So they're always going to make these things that there was no financial involvement. But of course, Comer and Jordan have already shown transactions that, uh, that, that are the hallmarks of trying to hide this type of activity. So that's the uh, breaking news. And we also have this. Uh, Biden uh, revealed to reporters today that he is making an unannounced trip to Walter Reed Hospital for a physical exam. Walter Reed, where my dad worked in Bethesda. My, uh, my father is a, uh, a naval corpsman, retired. The Associated Press is reporting that Biden went on to claim that a written summary would be released later today. For those of you who are so worried about Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and his health. Has it begun? Has it begun the kicking of Biden to the curb to make room for Gavin Newsom? Walter Reed Hospital, which serves as a standard medical center for all U.S. presidents, is located in Bethesda, Maryland. He has undergone yearly physical examinations since he began occupying the White House. Biden's poor health has been particularly scrutinized ever since special counsel Robert Hur released a damning evaluation on his report, calling him an elderly man with a poor memory. 
So let's not forget uh, what he's gone through. Back in 88, he had surgery to repair two brain aneurysms, with one of them leaking. Uh, he's had a colonoscopy in 2021 with benign uh, polyps. And he has a stiffened gait that was also in this 2021 report. Uh, they acknowledged that he had a persistent cough and chronic throat clearing. Uh, and White House physician Kevin O'Connor claimed he would not advise Biden to undergo a neurological exam or cognitive test as part of his belated uh, physical. That was uh, the last we got from them. Now, President Trump, of course, did a ex neurological exam, an IQ exam, a, a, a cognitive exam. He's a stable genius. Biden, who has obvious signs, will not take the test. So that's the latest we have uh, now. Um, now let's get into Fannie Willis news. So this is what we know. Um, we know that from multiple sources, including Breitbart News, that the administration, the Biden administration, a.k.a. the Obama Soros 3.0, uh, planted a Democrat operative in the Fulton County office to target President Trump. The irony of all this is that Fannie Willis, of course, has a RICO case against President Trump, and this is for his supposedly interfering in the 2020, uh, 2020 elections as this Democrat operative in the Fulton County office to target President Trump is obviously a very strong argument, proof, evidence, whatever you want to classify it as, that the current illegitimate regime of Joseph Biden Jr., a.k.a. Soros Obama third term, are they actually the ones interfering in this upcoming current 2024 presidential election? The alleged plant is Jeff DeSantis, the county's deputy DA, who not only worked on Fannie Willis's 2020 campaign and was a former executive director of the Democrat Party in Georgia. He was the DNC's deputy director of compliance. Sources credit DeSantis with colluding with the White House to target Trump. DeSantis did this, one source told Bright News about the Trump case. He's the one, he's the one pulling all the strings. He was the one that walled her off. He is in every important meeting. He is a brainchild behind this. That is the connection to the White House. So this Jeff DeSantis is the connection to the White House. In Fannie Willis's office, he is the plant. One of Breitbart's sources said they are 100% sure DeSantis was the inside man the Biden administration planted in the Fulton County House. Um, everybody heard Fannie testify. It's no secret that she's not smart. That is how she sounds and acts every day of the week. DeSantis is the one pulling the strings on this whole thing. Yeah, let me tell you, they don't do us, they, they do us black people a disservice when they have people like, okay, look, I'm black. Just in case you didn't know that BCP podcast stands for a black conservative patriot. My name is an affront. That's why I'm no longer on YouTube. Just being a black conservative and a patriot. Talk about triple. Uh, black is not a trigger word. But you combine that with conservative and patriot. And it becomes a, a double triple whammy. And it's very, very. 
it's very abrasive for the Marxist left who want to put me and other black folks in a liberal do as you're told, be our Marxist slave worker bee class. They don't like us to be free thinking and they sure as hell don't like me being uh, conservative and being outwardly conservative and being outspoken about being conservative and being all about the Constitution. You add on that being MAGA, you go add to that being, uh, you know, backing Trump in 2024. You go on top of that, uh, calling out the stolen election of 2020, calling out the bioweapon of 2020 the and 2021, the COVID-19 vaccine masquerading. Uh, as a vaccine, you add all those things, and boy, am I an insult. They would have me be like Fannie Willis, stupid and obedient. And this does not help black people when you have these obvious, obvious diversity hires and operatives like Fannie Willis. Doesn't she just does not? Now, her dad seems like a very intelligent guy, she seems like, um, you know, not too, not 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 the brightest one. Nathan Wade doesn't sound uh, very smart. Uh, Letitia James doesn't sound very smart. All these uh, operatives don't help us. And you have Corrine Jean Pierre who can't answer a simple question without looking at her binder. If you want to look at uh, what sets back black people in America, the Democrats are one of the biggest, if not the biggest organization or institution as far as doing the opposite of helping the advancement of black and brown folks in America. On the other side, look at black conservatives. Not myself. Uh, Candace Owens, pretty damn bright. Pretty damn bright. Uh, Alveda King, pretty damn bright. I mean, you just, you just got to think, hmm, just maybe when blacks are conservatives and they are in a system that rewards results, a meritocracy, as opposed to diversity and, and filling in quotas, perhaps you're going to get brighter people. And then who is the, who is the big dog? Who is the big dog? In the highest court of the land, the Supreme Court, if not Clarence Thomas, a black man. I'm just saying, you put black conservatives against black liberal operatives, IQ for IQ, pound for pound. Well, it can't go pound for pound because uh, Candace Owens looks like she takes care of herself and she's pretty thin. I, I met her briefly years ago. Fabulous person. Um, Fanny Willis with the fat Fanny. So maybe pound for pound. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't go there. Once again, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with big girls. I am black and Latino. Everyone knows that culturally we like our girls big. We're having fun here, folks. But I, I, I don't want I, I to belittle the point. You know what I'm saying here? that these diversity hires don't help the cause of black people in the United States because they keep putting up these stupid ass people and 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 real bigots and real racists look at Corrine Jean-Pierre and Fannie Willis and say is that the smartest black person that they can get is is that well actually no one thinks like that not on the conservative side the real racists are on the liberal side i think we all know that 
Okay, let me get down off of my high horse and my soapbox. Obviously, I've been living with this my whole entire adult life. The animus and the hatred toward uh, me being a black conservative. And then how dare I not be stupid enough to fall in line with the ridiculous Marxist Democrat talking points. Okay, so uh, uh, Jim Jordan also revealed at uh, CPAC that he's got uh, Robin Yerdy as a whistleblower in his office. So things aren't looking great for uh, for Fannie Willis uh, over, over in her case. It should be thrown out forthwith, I hope. Oh, by the way, another uh, bit of breaking news from, actually not breaking from today, Wednesday, uh, but on Monday, financier, member of the Rothschild banking family, Lord Jacob Rothschild died. The guy is an absolute loser. He died at 87. Don't most of these Rothschilds and elites, don't they live into their 90s and, and even uh, hit the 100-year mark? Some will say it's adrenochrome. Some will say it's drinking the blood of children, uh, the, the, uh, the, the selling their, their soul to Satan. But at 87 years old, I'm very disappointed in Lord Jacob Rothschild. He didn't even make it to the 90s. I love how they call him financier, a member of the Rothschild banking family. It's real easy to be a financier when you're behind the printing of money. A reminder to everybody here in America, the Federal Reserve System, its name is a misnomer. It's not federal. It's not owned by the federal government. It's a private banking institution, and they do not have reserves for all of the money in the banking system. Fort Knox is relatively empty. Oh, we're not gold-backed anyway now, are we? And the banks, you, you, we have a bank run. They don't have enough cash. Banks don't have enough cash. You put a $1,000 in, they probably have 80 to $100 of that somewhere that they could scrounge up. What a corrupt system. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but... Uh, uh, you might want to Google this, but if you look at uh, Sir Jacob Rothschild, he looks a lot like Mr. Burns. Uh, is that his name? The uh, the the evil capitalist on The Simpsons. I'm sure that is all uh, that is all just a coinky dink. Alrighty, I want to get back to the uh, the Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade stuff because it was pretty juicy. Uh, yesterday I watched. As Nathan Wade's former lawyer partner and divorce lawyer Terrence Bradley was back on the stand, and boy, did uh, Mr. Roman, the co-defendant with President Trump, uh, his attorney, uh, Miss uh, Ashley Merchant, she really made him squirm. She had a whole she she they were obviously texting back and forth, and Mr. Bradley said a lot of things and she got him on the stand and all of a sudden he was like denying, he, he was saying he said those things but he had no knowledge of them and everything, every question she asked was, uh, he, he wouldn't answer them and his, uh, Mr. Bradley's attorney was, everything was, he, he was objecting to everything that was going on and it was, it was a long tedious process of all these things going back and forth. And I can tell you, it seems like Scott uh, uh, McAfee, the, uh, the judge, was trying to be very fair in this one. There was some stuff that he's like, okay, you know, the uh, objection is sustained. Another thing, he was overruled, and, and he would he would say like, yeah, but he said this, and and 
And we're not trying to get to the validity of this. We're just trying to get to, did he say this or not? So they went, there was a lot of back and forth, but here's what we learned because uh, it, it was kind of tedious, but we got some interesting information. Uh, first of all, I want to mention, there was a text message that Nathan Wade had sent to uh, Mr. Roman, Trump's co-defendant, that said that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade's relationship did in fact happen before was uh, Wade was hired and appointed as as lead Trump prosecutor. And he said in that text message that they will deny it. So this is what Miss Merchant asked him, uh, Ashley Merchant. She goes, do you recall me asking you, do you think it started before she hired him? And you said, absolutely. Do you recall that? And then he says, I see that in the text messages, yes. That was Mr. Bradley's answer. Then uh, Ashley Merchant says, and do you also recall me asking you how they would react if they would attack me? And you said, no, they will deny it. And then Bradley says, yes, that's written in there, yes. So he didn't want to like say, he would never, he, he, was doing, he was going out of his way not to confirm those things. He just confirmed that, yes, those were in the text messages that they had back and forth, which of course he can't deny it because he sent those to her. And he tried to back out of it a few times and Ashley Merchant was very, very smart. At the very end of this, I remember watching this yesterday and listening to it and going, she's got this guy. She has, she has nailed him to the wall. She, she's asked him at the very end, is there any of your testimony from today or the previous days that you want to correct? And he says, no, I've answered everything that you've asked. And before she asked him that, a few minutes before, she, she reminded him, you're an officer of the court, you're a sworn attorney, you're a sworn officer of the court. You know, like, you don't want to perjure yourself. Are you sure that there's nothing you want to correct? And he said, no. So what else did we find out uh, yesterday? Well, we found out that uh, Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade were doing the deed. They were doing the, I don't like calling it the, the nasty, you know, they were doing the nasty. Uh, they were doing the bump and grind. Uh, they were doing the hit it and quit it. I, I know folks, this is vulgar, but we got to have fun with these people. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. A man who's cheating on his wife and hooking up uh, with uh, a woman in a law office, I, I just, I just, not that I'm trying to imagine it, don't get me wrong here. <laughs> I don't see that as like, you know, like us good moral people, we make love to our spouse. These people are just horn dogs that can't control their urges. So anyway, you found out that uh, uh, Nathan Wade was having uh, sex with Fannie Willis at her law office before she was DA, she was running an office, and that Nathan Wade had her garage door opener. He had the garage door opener to Fannie Willis's home, you know, just so they can have those meetings, so they can strategize about the law and, and legal theories, so they can pontificate and theorize and go over case law together. This is, I, I'm sorry, folks. I don't like soap opera stuff. But this has to do with our duly elected and beloved president, Donald John Trump. So we go down this gutter hole. And now I want to conclude with what happened yesterday in Michigan. In Michigan, we have President Trump crushing Nikki Haley yet again. For those of you not keeping score, President Trump so far has swept Iowa. Then he went on to sweep New Hampshire. He got Nevada and South Carolina. And yesterday, 
the last count I saw, according to NBC News, was President Trump getting 68.1% in the primary election in Michigan, 757,104 votes to Nikki Haley's 294,935, of which, of course, if you actually look at Republican voters, President Trump did better than 68.1%, but that's what what, what you have there. Uh, but don't worry, don't worry, Nikki Haley is not going anywhere. For the Republican candidates, there are 16 out of the 55 of the state's delegates up for grab uh, yesterday. Uh, the remaining 39 delegates will be decided on Saturday evening during the Michigan GOP convention. So they, this, this is a two-stepper. Uh, but once again, Nikki Haley got blown out. And once again, she's just getting started as far as she's concerned because Trump can't beat Biden in the general elections. That's the biggest lie that comes out of the Nikki Haley uh, pie hole and her team. And also it's a talking point uh, from the Democrats. Like we're supposed to believe that. So let's go over to the Democrat side. More than 100,000 voters chose uncommitted over Joe Biden in the Michigan Democrat primary. So Breitbart put it this way. His fraudulency, Joe Biden, faced humiliation in Tuesday night's Michigan primary after more than 100,000 Democrats chose uncommitted over the sitting president. With 95% of the vote counted, Biden won the primary with 618,000 votes, which adds to only 81% of the total vote, a total and a terrible showing for the incumbent. The almost 101,000 uncommitted votes add up to 16% of Biden's total vote. And the uncommitted Democrat voters in Michigan, some are saying that this was led by uh, Rashida Tlaib, who according to uh, to NBC, she led... uh, a robocall. She had a robocall to 87,000 residents in Michigan urging them to vote uncommitted in the primary. But they also have polling that shows that a lot of these uncommitted Democrat voters are sick of Biden and they're going to vote for President Trump. Interestingly enough, a lot of these are Muslims who do not want to vote for Biden and are going to vote for Trump. Very, very interesting indeed. And then Lee Zeldin uh, said this yesterday. He said that President Trump, uh, he tweeted out, President Trump has received more votes in Michigan tonight than all Democrat primary votes combined. It's impossible that the entire blue wall gets painted red this November. Trump received more votes in Michigan, his 68%, 68.1%, as of these numbers. It, it, the final number could change, but not by much. I think over 95, 96% of the votes were in by this point. President Trump got more votes than all of the Democrat primary voters voted for anybody combined. That is astonishing. That is powerful, but not surprising because we have a fake president who's a terrible president and we had a great president who got kicked out through an inclusive and an, uh, an, uh, an, ex- an inclusive and far-reaching and extensive voter fraud operation. And the people see that, they know that, and they, like you, like me, want President Trump back in the Oval Office. Thanks for being here. I'll be back mañana. Hasta mañana.
Until tomorrow, I will come back with more breaking news and analysis. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.